Hey friends, welcome to the Everyday Mealmanship Podcast. My name is Ty Evans, and I hope you're doing great wherever you are. I am currently in Montana, Whitehall, Montana, up here uh, doing a clinic, and glad to be on the road doing what I love and helping folks in their mules. And uh, anyways, it's been uh, crazy weather, cold and and uh, windy and all sorts of stuff, so... Uh, not doing a lot of hanging out with everybody in the afternoons after the clinic sessions are over. Everybody seems to head to their trailers, so I thought I'd jump on here and record you guys a podcast. Um, and I thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about uh, a recent first trail ride that I did on a mule. We got a we got a young mule that uh, we've kind of <laughs> ended up with it by by default. I don't know. It was my father-in-law's mule, and we rode it for him for a month, and then he decided he didn't want it. He sold it to my dad, and my dad had it for about two weeks, and anyways, he ended up getting bucked off the thing and broke his collarbone and and broke some ribs, and so he said he didn't want it, mm-hmm. and uh, so me and Sky have it, and uh, it's actually a really nice young colt. Um, I think she's going to be great. And uh, Sky's dad, his name is Larry, and Larry likes to name his mules after the people that it came from. So we decided to name this little mule Lariat after him. It's kind of a inside joke, but anyways, this this mule, I think she's gonna be a, I think she's gonna be a pretty good one. And done a little work with her, and we took her out for her first ride last week, and I thought, you know, that'd be a good idea for a podcast to just talk you guys through what I do on our first ride but I thought it'd also be good to kind of tell you what I'd done to prepare now it's important that you take your mule out for the first ride when you're ready to take it out more so than when the mule is ready and I'll explain Uh, some of you listening are very experienced and you can support these inexperienced mules out on the trail. You can support them and help them out when you go down the trail. So if they get into a little bit of a bind or they get bothered by something or they get troubled by something, you have the experience to help them out. And that's our job as riders, remember? Our, our job is to bring out the best in these mules and to help them out and be there for them when this stuff comes up. Remember, they don't get scared and do things just to make you angry. They're not going to buck just to make you mad. They're not like that. If they get in these little binds out on the trail, it's because they're bothered, they're scared, and it's your job to help them out. So, like I said, you need to take the mule out when you are ready to take the mule out. So for some of you, that means you need to do a lot of work at home. You need to get a lot of confidence in the round pen, in the arena, in your pasture, whatever you got at home. Before you take this meal out, you need to have a bunch of confidence. Now, for some of you, like I said, that are more experienced, why, you could just do a few rides. Maybe some of you just do two or three rides at home and you take it out. Some of you followed us on our on our journey in 2019 with Jolene. We were entered in the Missouri Mule Makeover. And I remember her, I, I put, uh, I think I only put like two or three rides on her at home before I took her out. She was the type of mule that I just really wanted to get out 
in the hills, work around some sagebrush, work through deadfall, work through rocks and logs and things like that and get her thinking. So I took her out very soon. Now, a lot of people thought I, I was crazy, and maybe I was. I, You know, I what I did, I wouldn't recommend to most folks. But I felt confident that I could support the mule and help that mule out. So I did it. But like I said, some of you might need to spend a long time in the arena or whatever before you go out. So let's talk. Let's go back to Lariette now. I'll tell you what I've done to prepare prepare this mule. Excuse me. So I I put about a month on this mule straight through. She she was worked either on the ground or in the saddle every day for 30 days except for Sundays. So she missed you know every Sunday there. Um, so in that 30 days I think I probably got 20 rides on the mule and this is all just at home in the arena I never did take her out at that point other than I did ride around the block one time just around the around town there we live in a rural community and so it's just kind of a farm road I took her out once there but the rest of it's just in the arena and I and I got the ground going pretty good in the saddle Hopefully you guys have listened to my podcast about the checklist, but basically I got through the I got through the lateral work in the checklist. So I got to where I could roll the hind, roll the front, and I started picking up a soft feel and stopping and backing up with both reins. I just started that in in that month. So anyway, she's not very far along at all, but she had a little foundation there that I could get something done, and I don't have to worry about dying. <laughs> I could. I could have a little bit of control, but so that's kind of what I've done to prepare. Now, <clears throat> the things that I would have liked to do more of to prepare this mule. One is to pony this mule out. I would have loved to to have taken the time to pony this mule out, get it out on the trail, just following somebody else because this mule had no stinking clue about water, rocks, logs, trees, nothing she she you know the the trail the mountain that scene was just just brand new to her just foreign to her so that was challenging and all the mules that we raise and stuff before we put a ride out on the trail i really like to get them out but i didn't do that with this mule so that could have been something i could have done more of but we had a lot of that stuff going and things were looking pretty good and so i decided oh, let's take her out so I'm going to walk you through what it's like to do this ride, this first trail ride on this mule. So, she's she's a little fresh. She's a she's a little touchy type of mule. She's not like a this mule's not like a deadhead. Okay, she's not just like a quiet, super gentle deadhead. This mule's a little touchy, uh, a little worrisome, a little anxious, uh, a little spooky. She's she's just that type of mule right now. She won't be someday. So I saddled her up at home. And we had about a, uh, oh, a 30-minute trailer ride to get up the canyon. So I saddled her at home, loaded her in the trailer, and get up to the trailhead where we're going to head out. And I, my, my family was, was with me. Sky was with me, and my daughters, Ellie and Swayze, had Larry with us, Sky's dad, and a good friend named Joe G. You guys might have heard his podcast, too, but... That, that was who was with us in this group. So, fantastic group of people to be with. Uh, give me a chance to do the work I need to do. Um, anyways, so, pull the mule out. I 
just tie her up for a second and I help my girls get ready get them in the saddles so that I'm I got all my jobs done and now I can just focus on this meal and this guy's pretty much taking care of the kids so I do my groundwork if yeah, I mean if there's ever a time to do groundwork it's it's before your first trail ride on this colt you gotta get that stuff going and I so I checked everything out I started by clearing the front then I got my centered circles going rolled the hinds returned to a circle rolled the hinds rolled the front, the front now I'm going the other way and I did the same things and then I got into my moving half circles you guys have been to the clinics you know what those moving half circles are but uh, I get working on all that stuff and just make sure that she is comfortable before I get on. You know, I got my kids on this ride, which might not be completely wise if you're taking a mule out for its first trail ride, but my kids are, they can handle it. Uh, so, but I didn't want to have any, any major issues. I wanted things to be pretty good, and they were. So uh, I made sure to do a good job with my groundwork before I got on. And then I got on, and we're still at the trailhead here. It's just kind of a big parking lot, you know, at the canyon. And uh, I just start working on my mealmanship one checklist. I When I'm in the saddle, she stands still to get on. Check. Cool. All right. I check on my lateral flexion both ways. Check. Awesome. Let's move on. I clear the front. I start working on some centered circles. And she's pushing me a little bit. She's leaning on me. And she, I can tell she's interested in... And she feels a little anxious at this point doing the circles. So I just keep working through it, get those centered circles. I roll the hind, return to the circle a bunch of times, and I just keep that moving. She started to settle down a little bit. Okay, cool. So it's time to move on to the checklist. Next thing is to work on my lateral stops. So I did a couple of those on each side just to confirm that they were there, and they were. It looked good. Then I move on to the next step, which is rolling the hind, rolling the front. I did a bunch of those moves right there. In the meantime, my my family and and uh, you know everybody they're just hanging out waiting for me. You know, they my friends are used to waiting on me, and my family's used to that. And thank goodness that I'm blessed to have such good family and friends that they're willing to do that, and not get bored of it. And they maybe they like watching, maybe they don't, but it seems like they're fine with it. So, anyways, I went through this list over and over and and make sure that stuff's checked off. And I started working on my soft feel, stopping and backing. And in this time frame, folks, at this trailhead, by the time I from the time I start my groundwork to the time I finish up with this saddle work at the trailhead, it's probably five minutes. So it's not it's not like I'm taking a real long time. And before we went, the the parking lot's decent size. I mean, I guess it is a pretty good sized parking lot, but it's not like an arena or something. But nonetheless, I did trot some circles, trot some serpentines, and just checked on those things. And then we headed out. Now this ride, right off the bat, you have to cross a little creek, and uh, this mule didn't know what to think about the water, right? She's like, no way, but, you know, luckily I got her centered enough that that she she knows that not to push on my legs too much, and so we just kind of worked through it, and I just kind of brought her up to the water, and, and she wasn't so scared of it that I needed to do serpentines or figure eights along the bank or something like that to redirect the feet. She, she, was, she was curious. And you set it up, I set it up so that I was in the back, so everybody else was crossing the, the creek. And I'm just by myself on this side, so at least I have that herd draw. You know, herd bound can be an annoying thing, except for when they're colts. Then it's very convenient to use in situations like this. So she definitely wanted to go with the herd, so I used that up, let's do it. And it just took me, oh, just a moment. 
and she she took a big old jump. She she just a big old jump, and uh, the creek is oh probably fifth oh maybe not fifth maybe twelve feet wide. So she jumps up and only covers about half and splats in the middle of it. And then <laughs> she's kind of stunned and she just kind of walked through it again. And and uh, so I wanted to go back across. Now everybody's on this side with me. Now I'm on the same side as everybody else. But I uh, I just kind of worked there for a moment. And what I mean by work there for a moment is I is I got her up to the to the water and I just bump with both my legs. I keep her centered, keep her focused, keep her forward. And she was willing. She kind of jumped back in again and splashed in there. And then we went back across. So we covered that. We we went across that water, you know, three times right there in the beginning. And the the third time going across, going back toward the trail was really good. So we left it at that and we all rode on. I'm still in the back at this point, and uh, so we're riding up the trail a little ways. And remember, it, it's not in the mule's nature to be centered. It's their, it's in their nature to flee the scene. They wanna, they wanna, if they get scared, they wanna run off. That's their nature. So this whole keeping them centered idea is very challenging, especially for these young colts. But you gotta have high standards. You gotta stick to your standards. You gotta hang in there, keep them centered all the time. And you don't want these colts to forget that you are focusing on keeping them centered. And you also don't want to let them push through too many of these doors here because say they're just a little scared. Maybe you're, you know, like, well, for example, we kind of passed a stump and then this mule's like scared of everything, you know, at this point. So we passed a stump and she wants to go wide around it to the left. The stump's on the right. And she kind of pushes on my left leg, see? Well, I, I tuned up with that left leg, and I, I bumped her with my leg and said, no, get off that leg. So I, what I do is kind of bump with my left leg. I kind of pick up on my left rein a little bit. So it's kind of like you're asking for leg yield. Now, this mule doesn't know how to leg yield. But I, I kind of asked her that question. And, and she got off my leg. You know, it wasn't no leg yield, uh, you know, very nice. But, it, but she did. <laughs> I guess you could call it. She did yield to my leg. She got off of that leg. But nonetheless, I closed that door and said, don't push on that door. Because if I would have let her push on my leg around that log, or that stump rather, that would be confirmed that that is an open door for her. And then when something else is more scary, then she would definitely push on me. Anyways, so we keep going down the trail. And uh, I, I really like when you have an uphill right off the beginning for these young colts. It, you know, I hate when you have a downhill because if you want to get bucked off, just go downhill right off with a, a brand new colt. So luckily it was uphill, and it was kind of in this little. If you can picture this canyon, there's a little, uh, you know, it's a big canyon, but you got this little ravine at the bottom, and there's a little, a small little stream now, a little trickle of a, of a stream up this little draw here, and you know, since she was worried about water, I just went back and forth across that water all the way up because the trail kind of parallels this little stream this small little stream so I just went back and forth over and over and she hopped it and then she walked then she'd hop and then she'd jump and then she'd walk and I just went back and forth until finally she just kept walking but I'm, I'm moving while I'm doing this I'm not just staying in the same spot crossing over and over I'm just following this stream up this little ravine and hop and step and uh, she'll make a hop and then she'll walk and then she'll walk a couple then hop a couple and I just worked it out until she would walk consistently multiple times and then I'd jump back up on the trail at this point we're going down the trail and I am trying to change places in line constantly I don't want to just hang out in the back the whole time 
I don't want to hang out in the middle or the front the whole time. I'm moving. So I move up to the middle for a minute. The mule was a little bit worried about another mule right behind her. A little, little worried about the mule getting real close to her. But I just hung in there, kept her centered. You know, these colts don't know. They're still on the instinct. So she, she might would be interested in kicking that mule behind her. And so when she got a little bothered, I just did some short little little mini snake trail serpentines up, up the trail right there. I just kind of went back and forth. Now, they weren't very big, exaggerated serpentines. It's not like I was rolling the hinds in front and doing these real nice serpentines. But it's just a little snake trail up that up that uh, up the, the regular trail uh, just to redirect that mind so she wouldn't kick the one behind her. So it's your job to pay attention to these colts. And you got to read them. you got to pay attention. you got to be ahead of the game. I feel like most folks get in trouble with colts because they're behind. They're not ahead of the game. So I just redirected that mind when she was thinking about kicking the one behind her. I just redirected that mind and went. No big deal. And uh, we get going a little further up and, and there's a nice little straight, the trail kind of straightens out through this little grass spot. This, it's not I wouldn't call it a meadow. It's not big enough to be a meadow, but a little grass opening. And it's kind of straight through. So I trotted the mule through that. I asked her to trot, brought her up to a trot, and then slowed her back down when we got back on the trees. And throughout the ride, whenever I had an opportunity, I would trot a little bit. And there was one small section that I asked her for a lope. Remember, when I'm starting colt, I want to be able to walk, trot, and lope for for every ride for the first 100 rides. So this mule, I have what? Oh, I probably got now a total of... Uh, probably not even 30 rides yet on this mule maybe close actual rides I got a few more days in that working sessions but not not in rides so I still have a long time I got another 70 something rides before I wouldn't need to walk trot and loper every ride so anyways I any whenever I had the opportunity I worked on that and on this particular ride it was only once I only had one little opportunity where I thought, hey, I can lope right here in this little spot just for a moment. And now this whole time, she's having a hard time staying centered. She's pushing on me, and her it's like her the mule's butt has a mind of its own. It's going all over the place, and you know the front end would stop, but the back end would kind of walk around. And anyways, it was it, it feels really awkward. These colts, you know, they they don't feel like they can they can carry you. And, and keep you alive it, it feels like you're riding a it's like just just something you're like man this thing's just all over the place but when you're riding these colts you kind of have to be willing to be forward like that and just keep movement you know most folks want to contain them and pull back on both reins and uh, even though I had in, introduced a soft feel a stopping them back I actually didn't use much of it for the first half of the ride. I just did lateral stuff for the first, and this ride, this whole first ride for this mule was about two hours long. So for the first hour, I only did lateral work. I did not do, uh, I didn't pick up on both reins yet. Now, after I was checked off that lateral work, and I, you know, like for example, she started walking too fast and going too fast down the trail, I would just roll the hinds, return to the trail. And I, and any time that she she started picking up her speed that's all I do that's how you teach a mule to go the speed you want him to go you don't hang on him you just you just redirect those thoughts make it a little difficult so when she'd speed up and I didn't want her I'd just roll the hind return 
Over and over, I'd roll the hind return. And I'd alternate sides so that both sides are kind of getting some work done. So that's kind of how that went. Now, now about halfway through the ride, I, uh, I thought she was doing good, so I got up out front for a little bit. And uh, I hung out there. And then she got hung up with stuff. She got, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, what's that?" She's looking ahead in the trees, and she's scared, and uh, she's real worried. So I just helped her kind of get get going there, and then, and then I went back to the middle, and then I went back to the back, and I'm constantly changing spots in my line right off the bat, so that she gets experience everywhere. I want my mule to be very confident wherever I put him, and be able to ride wherever, wherever I put him. You see, so many they're scared to lead. And you also see so many that have to lead. You see so many that are so chargy and so forward and push on their humans so bad that those humans can't follow. They can't. They, they have to be out front. And they're like, oh, yeah, my mule likes to lead. He's got to lead. Well, your mule should go where you want it to go. And if it ain't your ride and if you ain't supposed to be leading, then you got to be able to control your mule and get it back. So anyways, I want my mule to be able to go wherever I want it to go like that. So I practice it from the very beginning. Right off the bat, we're working on these these different positions in this trail. Now this trail's pretty wooded. Okay, there's big pines, and there's quaky trees, and so, you know, I'm I'm on the trail most of the time. But any time that I saw an opportunity to go off of the trail, I would also do that too, because I want my mule to be introduced to leaving the herd right off in the beginning. This mule knows this is how I live my life. We're going to do a lot of riding away from the herd. So you need to get used to these things now. And it's not like I went the next canyon over. I just go 25, 30 feet off the trail. Go around those rocks. Go around those logs. If there's some deadfall over there, I'm going to go over it. If there's some rocks over there, I'm going to go, go over them or around them or something. And, and just So I'm just changing it up. I'm, I'm in the back of the line, front of the line, middle of the line. I'm to the side of everybody on the right, to the side of everybody on the left, and bouncing just all over. Now this whole this whole half of the ride is uphill, so she's traveling pretty good. Not a big deal. Well, what goes up must come down, right? So we start, you know, this this loop kind of goes uphill, and then when you get to the middle of it, you start going back down. So you're kind of making just a big, a big, uh, oh, it's like an eye, you know, just a, a loop. You kind of ride out and then make a loop and then come back to the line. Anyways, it's kind of like that. So. We start heading downhill. Now this is where the problems begin. She has no clue how to hold me back. She is super chargy in forward. And she just keeps breaking over into a trot. Well, I, I'm not going to hang on her for doing that. Like I said earlier, when she does this, I will just roll the hinds and return to the trail. Now this is, this is where, see a lot of folks ask me, well what do I do when my mule gets in trouble or bothered or whatever? And I tell them, you know, my favorite move to fix up a problem out on the trail is number one, rolling the hind, returning to the trail. And number two, short serpentines. Those are my top two moves to fix something that is troubled. And they say, well, Ty, where I ride, there's not enough room. And I don't think folks have not any idea about where we ride because this, there's these spots that are really tight. And this particular trail, um, it's kind of where the trail's kind of been washed out a little bit, so it's kind of down in this rut type thing. But then you got trees immediately on both sides, pine trees, pretty thick pine trees right there, and a bunch of scrub oak type brush in, in some other spots, and quakey's in other spots. So it's it's fairly thick and fairly narrow. Well, every time this meal break over, I don't care how narrow it was, basically all I had was just the trail 
width and there's there's dirt on both sides like a little ravine right i'm i'm rolling the hinds in that we get into it's pretty straight downhill it's a pretty steep grade and it's pretty rocky and big old boulders everywhere if she busts over into that trot i'm gonna roll the hinds right there and she can navigate around those rocks she can learn to place her feet she's gonna be my mule she's gonna need to learn how to move her feet anyways so i just did that all the way down and i probably turned this mule in a two-hour ride, I probably turned her maybe 150 times in a two-hour ride, rolling the hinds, returning to the trail. Over and over, I did it. Every time she'd break over, that's what I do. We get back down to the bottom, and uh, here we are, back to the water again, back to the the creek there. And this time, she doesn't want to go back. She doesn't want to go over the water again. Remember, just because you do it once and it's good, or just because you do it once and it's bad, doesn't mean it's a thing. So just because she ended pretty good the last time I crossed it, which was an hour, you know, two hours before or whatever, doesn't mean that it's going to be good this time. So everybody goes across, and she's like, I actually don't care now, because you know now I've been riding her out by herself whenever I have the chance. She's like, I guess I don't need those guys as much as I thought. So she doesn't want to cross. So I just keep working there, and then I do start doing some little. I do these little figure eights uh, along the riverbank, with inside turns only. So I'm only turning toward the river. I don't turn away from the river. So it's a real tight figure eight, if you can picture it. Inside turns toward the river only. So that means you're making a right turn toward the river, and then a left turn toward the river. All right. So I did that over and over until. Pretty soon she just kind of splashed in the water, and then she, again she she kind of she went, maybe took a couple steps, and then she launched and just a big old hop in there and she splashed. So I get across there. I don't like how that was. So I take her back across again, and I turn her back, and she doesn't really want to go back again now. So I just kind of bump with my legs. I keep her centered, keep her fo- force uh, focused on the river, and forward, and again she just kind of takes a big old jump and splashes she's she's not she's not jumping big enough to cross this creek you know she's splashed in the middle of it but anyways i went back and forth in that water i probably did it that time oh maybe eight or nine times going back and forth in that water until it just confirmed it was good and then the nice thing about that little river crossing was immediately after there's a small stream you got to cross so she walked right across that and i was very pleased with that so, you know, we had adventures on this first ride. But one thing that I want to know, that I want you guys to know is, is I, you know, I, I hear a lot of folks when they're starting cults or whatever, they rely on the one rain stop when they the mules get troubled. Well, this mule, the last thing she needed to do on all these places she got troubled was stop. She needed to move her feet. And so that entire ride, except for when I started, I was checking on my checklist. I didn't do a one rain stop. You do. I, I focused on rolling the hinds, and I did serpentines and figure eights. And that's a very important for starting colts. Everybody wants to work on the stop. Well, remember, the better you can move a foot, the better you can stop a foot. So that was the first ride, and then what was nice about this particular moment in time is I was home for for five days. And so for four days in a row, I took her out on the mountain. The second day that I took her out, I took her to a different spot. Um, it was a little better. 
uh, a little better. The country, what was good about the second day, the country was a l- much more open to where I could do a lot more work. I could I could do a lot of stuff in these meadows and going through the trees. The trees weren't thick, so they were kind of spread out. So I could do figure eights around these trees, do circles, serpentines. I did lots of rolling the hinds, rolling the fronts. Um, this, you know, I got working more on stopping and backing up with both reins on that second ride. But she was still a handful. She was still scared, and she would still grab her butt. What I mean by grabbing her butt is she'd kind of get scared, and you know, when they just get their, they tuck their tail and 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 they, what it is, they're really getting their guts tight. They're tightening up their guts, and she did that a few times. And you know, the girls would kind of think it's funny because she, she'd kind of, you know, yeah, grab her butt and get scared, and they'd kind of giggle and think that was silly, but. Uh, she's just scared the third ride was a little better yet again but still about the same and you know I'm like well I'd like a little more progress than this the fourth ride that week was fantastic she rode so good and she was with me and moving so nice and that's what pays this stuff off you know that that's the payoff on this but you got to be willing to put in the time. So it took me four good trail rides to finally have what I would say was a good ride as far as quality. Each of those rides are about two hours. So it took me about six hours of work out on the trail to actually get a little change and get a little try and get a little effort. And, uh, of course, this mule's young, so I'm not going to go pound six hours on her in one day. That wouldn't do her very good. So she needs these short rides and build on that and get build up some muscle, build up some maturity. But anyways, that's that's a little bit about this meal's first ride. Lots of one rein lateral work, rolling the hinds, rolling the front. So kind of circling back to what we talked about, how do you know when your mule is ready for the trail ride? Well, it's really when you're ready. When can you support that mule? When can you help that mule? And because I can do an entire trail ride with all I with all I would need is to be able to go forward and roll the hinds. I could do my whole ride on that. I can I can get I can I can work through that and get that done. But for some of you that might scare the heck out of you. You say, No way, I need more than that. Well, you just have to practice more. Prepare more, work at it a little bit more. That's all you gotta do. But Anyways, that's that's first trial ride on Lariat, and uh, along with a couple others, I guess I added in there for you. I think she's going to be a good mule. I think she's going to be a good mule. Um, you know, she's out of a paint mare. And this this Lariat, she's just a little mule. She's only about 14 hands right now. She's uh, coming three this year. Um, just a cute little youngster. Uh, you know, pretty fresh as far as her life. You know. But she's out of a jack here in Utah that I really don't like, and it doesn't produce great mules. And I've never been a fan of those mules. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to do the best I can with this mule to bring out the best in regardless of how she's bred. So it'll be interesting to see how she turns out, considering her breeding, and just see if we can do a good job with her. So far, I'm impressed. I think she's going to be great. But... Anyways, that's my first trail ride for you folks. I hope you enjoyed hearing this. And I'm sure I missed a few parts that I wanted to share. But I thought I'd talk you through that. And uh, you might be able to relate with it with your colts. Or maybe even your mature mules. You might be kind of going through the same thing. 
But remember, you'll never fix any problems and you'll never make any good habits by pulling on two reins. So you you gotta you gotta work lateral work with them colts. That's the I guess hopefully that's the takeaway that I uh, that I wanted you get, to get out of this podcast is to that lateral work is your best friend with those youngsters. So, well, I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you for listening. If I could ask you a favor, I would love it if you would leave us a five star review and tell us what you think of this podcast. It really means a lot to us to hear from you. I love reading the reviews. I like seeing them five stars, and I, I appreciate it. So, God bless you, and we will see you next time. All right. <laughs>